we're up to um Lamad Dalad Omad base, fourteen lines down. The last two words on the line is Tony Choda. Okay? Right. Tony Choda, we learned in one Brysa, Hakarea Baidar Harizema Shubok. Somebody who bows down at the Brocha of Madimanachnulach is praiseworthy. Matanya Idoch, but we learned in another Brysa, Harizema Guna. It is not something which is good. So answer Gemara, like Kasha, there's no problem. The first Brysa, which says, Hakarea Baidar, somebody who bows down and mind him, Harizema Shubok, is praiseworthy. That refers to the beginning of Maidim, when you say Maidim Anachnulach. All of us off, where is the other price which says Harizem Aguna, it's not a good thing. There we're talking about when you bow, bow down at the end of the Brocha. Brocha Tashem Atashim Of course, we all know, you know, that we, that you do bow at the beginning and at the end, but this is the Habamina of the, of the two prices. Now, Robert, Rather, he bowed down at the beginning of the bracha of Madim and at the end. Omrile Rabbonon, Rabbonon said to him, Amaika Ovid Mahochi, why are you doing this? He says, Omalahu, he said to them, Chazina Rav Nachman, the Korah, I saw Rav Nachman bowing down both at the beginning and at the end of Madim. And I saw Rav Sheshis doing this as well. So, <clears throat> so the Gemara now asks the question, but we learned in a Brysa, one who bows down at Maidim is Harizemaguna, it is not a good thing. And we've already established that this is at the end. But yet you see that Rava and um, Rav Nachman, Rav Sheshis, they're all bowed down both at the beginning and at the end. So how could they do this? So answers the Gemara as follows. No. When we say that um, there are two brighters that we have. Akareya Bazar Harizem Shubach, that's very good. And then and somebody who bows down is Harizem Aguna, it's not good. And we wanted to say one is at the beginning, one is at the end. So now the Gemara goes away from that idea and says, no. Really, you should bow down both at the beginning and at the end, as these various Rabbonim did. Quite correct. So what does it mean? What about the Brysa, which says, Hakarea Harizemagunna? When you bow down, it's not something good. He says, That Harizemagunna, that it's not a good thing to bow down, that refers to Halel. In other words, in Halel, when we thank Hashem, we say, etc. At the end. When you thank Hashem, there it's not appropriate to bow down. So again, so what we have is Hakarea Badar Harizem Somebody who bows down at Maidim both at the beginning and both at the end is fine. And that's how these Rabbonim did it. And Hakarea Harizem somebody who bows down, it's not good that we're talking about in thanking in Halel. That's not appropriate to bow down there. Ask the Gemara, hang on a minute. How can you say Harizem refers to Halel? Well, Tanya, but we learned to know Brysa HaKorea. Somebody who bows down Bahadar, Now we wanted to say, when it says HaKorea Bahadar, refers to Halel. But here you can see they're mentioned as two separate things. There's Hadar and there's Hadar Shal Halel. So Hadar Shal Halel is already mentioned here. So what does the Hadar mean? So it says the Gemara, 
That is, refers to Birchus HaMozen. In other words, when we say Birchus HaMozen, we thank Hashem. We say, We're thanking Hashem. There it is not appropriate. So, so what we say is like this. That refers to Birchus HaMozen. So that is where it's Maguna. It's not right. Of Adosh and Halal and Adosh and Halal as well. So it comes out at the very end of everything that when we say Hakareah is Harizem Meshubach, that is Modim Tchila Vasaf. At the beginning and at the end of Modim as we do it and as Ezra Bolim did it. Where is it Maguna? In two places, both in Halal and in Birchas Amozen. Halal and Birchas Amozen, it's not appropriate to bow down. Okay. Um, let's go on to the Mishnah. Somebody who davened and he made a mistake. Simon Rala, it's a bad sign for him. And if he is the chazan, Simon Rala Shalchov, it's a bad sign for the tzibur who sent him, who sent him to the omelet. A person's agent is like himself. In other words, if the members of the tzibur sent this man to be their shliach and he makes a mistake, so it's not a good sign for them either. And the Gemara will explain where is it not a good sign. It's not everywhere, but we will see. The Gemara will talk about it. Omer alav Rabbi Chanina ben Daisa. They said about Rabbi Chanina ben Daisa, Shahoyam mispalel al achaylem. He would pray for the ill people. But I'm a zechai v'zemais. This one will die. This one will live, and this one will die. How did he know that? We will see. How do you know that? How can you tell when you're davening for a chayla which one will live and which one will die? We say in Rosh that's Hashem's job. So Omer he said to them, If my tefillah is fluent in my mouth, and Rashi says it comes out directly from my heart to my mouth and it's completely fluent, then I know that that tefillah is going to be accepted. I know it will be well received and that sick person will recover. If not, if it doesn't come out fluently, then I know that my tefillah has been rejected. Maturov can either mean referring to the tefillah or it can be referring to the person who's not well. So this is what Rabbi Chanina Padaisi used to say. Now, it's obvious Right, the slach says it's obvious that this not, not everybody can come along and say, "Well, if a tefillah is fluent in my mouth, then I know I'm going to be answered." It's only Rabbi Chanina Pantaisa, a person of his stature, he could make, he could determine whether a person will 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 survive or not based on the fluency of his tefillah. To get an idea of how great Rabbi Chanina Pantaisa was, we learned in the brachas, we learned in Yud Zayin base and brachas. Hashem says that a whole world's only fed on the schus of Chanina Bani. So it shows what a great person is. And the Gemara in Tana says that uh, there's stories about him doubling to Hashem to stop rain and to start rain again. Now, obviously, he wasn't an ordinary person. He was somebody very special. And therefore, him and his stature, he could determine what would happen to Achada by by the fluency of his tefillah. Says the Gemara Ahaya. Now, when we said, we started off the mission about saying, Hamispalel Vatar, somebody davened and he made a mistake. 
So what mistake are we talking about? Where did he make the mistake? said in the name of Safra, who said it in the name of one of the Talmidim of Yeshiva of Rebbe, but of us. Only in the first bracha in of us. In other words, if you make a mistake anywhere else in Shemana Esra, that's okay. That's not a Simon Ra. That's not a bad sign. But if it's an obvious, it is. And if you look at Rashi, he says, This is the beginning, the first bracha of Shemana Esra. It's a sign that your tzfil is not wanted. In other words, if you make a mistake in the very first bracha, then it's already a sign that it's not wanted the tzfil. And that's why it's considered a simon rala. Now, others say, no. When we say, when Reb Chia, in the name of Rasafra, etc., says, but of us, it's in of us, we've just said, he is referring to, at which bracha do you have to say, and make a mistake, that it's a bad sign. So we said in of us. Now we come along, and they've got a different version, another brisa, which says, this of us was not discussed. When Reb Chia talked about of us, he was discussing something completely different. What was he, what was he considering? When somebody doesn't show an Esra, he's got to have Kavoma, he's got to have the right intention, concentrate, reciting all of the brochas, the whole Shemana Esra from beginning to end. However, if it's not possible for him to concentrate in all the brochas, let him at least concentrate in reciting one of them. And on that, said, which bracha is the one that you should make sure that at least you should concentrate on? But of us, the first bracha. So in other words, what we're saying is that this version says that what Rabbi Chia says about others wasn't said in connection with a somebody who dabbles and makes a mistake, but it's said in connection with a kavona that you should have for tefillah. And if you feel you can't have kavona for all the brachos, have kavona at least for one. And which one should that be? That should be the obvious, the very first bracha. In fact, Menikadin, right, according to Shulchan Aruch, says that if you don't concentrate during the first bracha, you've got to start from the beginning. But don't worry, the Ramon says that, the, that we don't have to do this because there's no guarantee that you will concentrate more the second time round. All right, so I have no fear. But uh, this is where, where the word of us was said, as opposed to Shema, which if you don't say it with the Kavana, you do have to repeat it. At least the first uh, first paragraph. Omer Olav Rebbe Chanina. They said about Rebbe Chanina ben we said that what? He would dub him for the sick, and he said this one will live, and this will this person will die, depending on how fluent his filler was. Now, we know how the miller. Where did Rebbe Chia, Rebbe Chanina ben get this idea from? In other words, however great Rebbe Chanina ben was, and he obviously must have been a great person because he was confident, that his tefillahs could be answered, would be answered if his tefillah was fluent. But still, he couldn't have made that concept up himself. He must have got that idea from somewhere, from a posuk or something like that, in order to know that, what this fluency means. So we say, yes, where did he get it from? Om Rebbe Shubha Levi, says Rebbe Shubha Levi, to Om Akron, the posuk says as follows. Posuk we say on Motsu Shabbos, Bayre Niv Tzafasayim, this posuk, incidentally, is in Yeshaya. Now, the simple translation means, he creates. 
Niv Sephosayim, the utterance of the lips. Shalom, shalom, peace and peace. The Rocha for the person who's far away, Balakorov and the one who's near. Oma Hashem, says Hashem, or repulsive, and I will heal him. So says Rashi, so where do we see in this posuk that if something is fluent, it will, the Twitter will be answered. So Rashi says as follows, Bore Niv Sephosayim, Keshahaniv Bori. In other words, he takes the word Bore, and he sort of transfers it to Bori. Bori means, you know, Bori Vashem or Bori Odif. If someone is certain, in other words, you're, 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 the, the, the filler that comes out is clear and certain, it's strong and it's sound, in other words, fluent, then Shalom, Shalom, Shalom will happen from it and Omar Hashem are repulsive and the refuel will also happen from it. So, since this posit gives the idea that if a, if a filler comes out clearly and fluent, it's very fluent, it will be answered. This is where Rabbi Hanina Bataisa got the idea from. In other words, it's based on the posuk, and he applied it to when he dubbins, he could tell whether somebody is going to be um, healed or not. Okay. Now we do a, a little bit horror, which is really, it's a bit, little bit, compl- when I say complicated, it's a things really about Mashiach and and things like that, which we don't really understand. And in fact, the Rambam says one shouldn't delve into this too much because quite honestly, we don't understand it. I suppose if you go into various Sephorim, go into the Maral, you go to Mechel Melior, perhaps they might shed some light on it. But, you know, obviously one's got to learn everything that's in the Gemara, but uh, we're limited into our sort of understanding of it. Om Ramchir Ba'aba Om Rabbi Yechanan. Says Ramchir Ba'aba in the name of Rabbi Yechanan. Kol Hanavim Kulon, Loinus Nabu, Elo Lemasi Bitter Natamot Chochem. All the Nevi'im, when they gave prophecies about the rewards, about the schar, Rashi says, means the rewards and the consolations if somebody has some suffering, etc., that Hashem will console them. That is only talking about somebody who marries his daughter to a Tamad Chochem, or or somebody who engages in, in business on behalf of a Tamad Chochem, in other words, you've got your Sochazvudin relationship and, and you, you, he, he's able to learn while you support him, etc. But a Mahana the Tamil Chochman Chosov or somebody who benefits a Tamil Chochman with his possessions. Over this, this is what it said that when all the prophets, when they prophesied what rewards would happen, was referring to situations like this, was not talking about Tamidah Chachomen, but was talking about people who benefit Tamidah Chachomen. In other words, somebody that marries off his daughter to a Talmud Chochum, or somebody who does business for a Talmud Chochum, or he, he allows him to share his possessions. But we're not talking about the Talmud Chochum itself. But the Gemara carries on, Abel Talmidic Chochum Asimon, but regarding Talmidic Chochum themselves, Ayin La Rosa Lokim Zulosho, only Hashem has seen, he will do for Rosa Lokim Zulosho, only Hashem has seen that which he will do for somebody in the who waits for him. In other words, we can't fathom how great the rewards are for Tamil Chachim himself. For the people who help out Tamil Chachim, that's already the Levim, already explained what sort of rewards they will get. But for Tamil Chachim himself, that's beyond our comprehension. That's something very, very special. The Omer Abchir Ba'aba Omer Abyechanon, Kala Levim Kulun, Lodis Nabu, Elulimosa Mashiach. He says something slightly different. This is also a bit of in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. So it's the second 
teaching. All when when the prophets came and prophesied uh, about the uh, about the Mashiach times, in other words, that will be a supernatural era, etc., and there will be rewards for Klal Yisrael. So they refer to the times of Mashiach. Which comes at a later stage. Again, that you can't fathom how great the rewards will be for somebody who gets into Ilam Shmuel. However, Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with Shmuel because Shmuel says Moshiach is not a special time. We've just now said that Rabbi Yochanan says it's a special time and there will be rewards for Kalal Yisrael. But Ilam is even greater. Where Shmuel says, no, Mashiach is a normal situation. There's no difference between the world that we're in now and that in the times of Mashiach, except the only difference is that we won't be ruled by foreign kingdoms. We will be independent. But as far as Ashenema, as it says in the Apostle, the poor shall not cease from the land, meaning there will be poor people, there will be rich people, there will be well people, there will be healthy, uh, not healthy people, etc. Everything will carry on as in this world. The only difference is that we will not be under the dominion of other nations. So, so in other words, so what he's saying is, because Rabbi Yochanan said that the Nevi'im came and gave prophecy about the Yomosa Mashiach, how great it will be. So Shmuel says, no, it won't be any different at all than what we're used to now, apart from that one point. And the third teaching by Rabbi Ba'aba, on Rabbi Ba'aba and Rabbi Yechanan, kol hanavim, kulon lonis nabu elenabali shuva. When they, when the Nevi'im prophesied about the rewards, they were referring to bali shuva. People who had, in the previous Gilgal, uh, done a virus, but now they've done shuva for it. That Avosadikim Kamurim, that somebody who is a Sadiq and has always been a Sadiq has never done an Avera. Again, that you cannot comprehend how great the reward is. In other words, the reward for a tzad, somebody who has been a Sadiq all his life is much greater than the reward for a Balchuba, which at first uh, glance is very hard to understand, isn't it? For somebody who's been brought up all his life, right? He's never known anything else. It's not half him. But somebody who has been brought up and, and, and now suddenly he betters himself and he gets rid of his Yetzar, et cetera, et cetera, and really is on a much higher Madraga. And that's exactly what the Gemara will now say. Or Poligid Rabavol, because Rabbi, uh, and Rabbi Yochan disagrees with Rabavol. The Omar Rabavol, Rabavol says, Mokum Shabalit Shuvimandim, in the place where the Balit Shuva stands, Sadiqin Gemara Enoindim. The Sadiq and Guru and the completely righteous people do not stand. In other words, the level of Balik Shuva is, is, is much, much greater than Sadiqim for the reason that we said. And he brings a posset. He proves it from a posset. Shenema, as it said, the posset we just said before. Shalom, shalom. Peace should be. Larochuk to the one who's far away. Velakorovan to the one who's near. Larochuk first. First, Hashem extends his greeting to the Rochot, the one who's far away. In other words, he was far away, but then he repented. He became a Valchula. The Hazala Korov, and only afterwards mentions Korov, the one who was near all along. So we see from there 
that the person, the Baal Tshuva, is on a much greater madrega than somebody who's been a tzaddik all the time. Aye, so he's got a posset to prove it. So what about Rabbi Yochanan? How does he learn that posset? Because remember, Rabbi Yochanan is the one who said that the tzaddik gomer is even greater than a Baal Tshuva. So how does he learn that posset? We've just brought a proof from Rabbi Voy. He brought a proof. Shalom, shalom, la rochav la korov. So he learns it slightly different. Rabbi Yochanan, Omar Rabbi Yochanan says, my rocha, when it says far, we want to learn before far, when means it was far away from Yiddishkeit, and then he did shuva. So he says, no, Rabbi Yochanan, rocha means, shaya rocha mitva avera me'ekara. Rocha means he was far away from doing an avera, me'ekara, all along. In other words, he was a sadik all the time. So that's why rocha is mentioned first. Or my korov, korov, which is only mentioned afterwards, does that mean korov? Korov means shayu korov l'dvavera. That's the Baal Shuvah who was korov l'dvavera in his previous Gilgal, and now drew away from it. So there's an argument, who, who is greater? I mean, Rashi says, tzadik ben tzadik, but tzadik ben rosha, like when the, the, the fillers of, of Avram, um, no, no, it was Yitzhak, wasn't it? Yitzhak and Rivka. When Yitzchak says, uh, his fillers were answered, Sadiq mit Sadiq. So this is something which, uh, you know, one can debate, etc. We don't really understand. But obviously, uh, in simple understanding, somebody who's about Shuvah has reached a much higher level than somebody who did the right thing all the, all, all the way along. Now the Gemara says, we, we keep on quoting this posuk, I in La Rosa, but I hasn't seen. In other words, for all these things that we mentioned, whether it's about Tamid Chachomim, or whether it's about Alam or whether it's about Bale Tshuva, etc. Ayin La Rasa. The eye has not seen what great rewards are, be, are waiting for them. So says the Gemara, my Ayin La Rasa, what does that mean, that eye hasn't seen? The Omra Bishur Ben Levi, Bishur Ben Levi says, Zayin Hamashuma Ba'anovov Misheshis Brebrashis. This is wine preserved in its grapes since the six days of creation, which sounds a little bit esoteric. What does it mean? It means the idea is that um, the reward is like wine, right? Because we say that nothing gladdens the nothing gladdens the heart more than wine does. And it's, des- it's described as preserved. What is the words? Hamashuma ba'anov of Mishesh's Mebrashes. To say no human being has ever seen it. Just as no one has touched wine that is still within the grapes. In other words, you've got a grape. You can't get the wine until you squeeze it out. But before that, you don't see the wine. So here as well, it's the same idea. You don't see Ayla Rasa. You just cannot know what the great reward is that's waiting for you. So, Rameshul Ba'anachmeni or Rameshul Ba'anachmeni says, Zer Aden. It refers to Aden. Shlosholta Ba'ayin Kobriya, which no one has ever seen. And that's Ayin La Rasa, it's never been seen. So, Art says the Gemara, Shem Atayma, in case you say, Odom Arishan Eichanoya, where was Odom Arishan? The answer is, Bagan. He wasn't in Aden, he was Bagan in the garden. But Shem Atayma, in case you say, who Gan, who Aden, Gan and Aden is the same place. Talmud Lama, no, the Pesach says in Bereshis, for Noha Yotzim Aden, a river comes out of Aden, Lahashkas Esagon, in order to water the, water the garden. Gan Lachud, Aden Lachud. So the garden is one place, that's where Odom was there, and he saw it, 
And Eden is another place which Isla Rosa, which we've never seen. Again, as I said, these are very sort of hard concepts, concepts really to understand. We don't do justice by just going over it like this. But as, as we said that the Rambam says, don't delve into these things too deeply. And then Gerald. Yeah, interesting because we're talking about uh, Gerald. people who Gerald. used to say this one will live and this one will die. I can't hear me. Now we've got a couple of very interesting story, and particularly it's it's uh, it's interesting that we mention it tonight when we when we, when I say we need a Moshe Alder needs such a big refuah shalema. We're talking about stories of refuah. Tom Rabon, Gamliel. Once happened to Gamliel's son. Gerald. Yes. I ask a question, Alan. Sorry, who is it? Can you hear me? Or not? Who is it, Alan? Alan. Yeah, go ahead and ask. Yes. Shalom aleichem. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, with pleasure. First of all, I can't. I can't see the connection between this, these stories, and the Mishnah. Number one, and question number two: Does is Simon Ra defined anywhere? No, it's just a, it's just a bad sign, a bad omen, if you want to call it that. But I know what that what? means. What that means, we don't know. But I mean. You know, I mean, if every time the cousin made a mistake, it was really be something terrible. I think most shuls, you know, cousins always might not might miss out much of a rock or something or whatever it is. But we said it only applies to the first brocha in any case. Mm. What exactly <laughs> seven ra means, I can't tell you. That, that the Gemara doesn't explain. No, these stories that we're coming now, this follows the theme of our mission because the theme of our mission was that Rabbi Hanina Pantasa used to daven for these people. And he would know who would live and who wouldn't. And the following stories that are coming up now are about this situation. And it's about Rabbi Hanina Badaisu who doesn't for people. Thank you. Okay. Ton Rabbonan. Maisha Cholabanasha Rebbe Gamliel. Once happened to Rebbe Gamliel, son fell ill. Shigar Shneita Midachachom ate to Rebbe Hanina Badaisu and Avakashalab Rahmin. Rebbe Gamliel sent two Tamidim to Rebbe Hanina Badaisu. Remember, he was the one who was mentioned in the Mishnah that he should ask the Rachamim. In other words, he was known as a person whose tefillahs get answered. As soon as Rabbi Hanina saw them approaching, Olalaliyeh went up to the attic. And before I explain, well, how did he know? He went up to the attic in order to daven, a picture Well, if he saw them approaching, how did he know what they were coming for? Well, he must have heard about that Rabbi Gamliel's uh, son was not well. And he saw these two Tommy, they're coming, so he put two and two together. Question is, why did he go up to the attic? Because the attic is hit, Ben Yoyodon says it's hidden from people. And your Twillers are more likely, as we will see later on in the, uh, towards the end of, of, of the, uh, of the Gemara, it says you shouldn't dabble in a place where people see you, like in a valley where people can stare at you. So, Eddie, because he went up to the attic and he doubled, Viridosai, when he came down, Omelem, he said to them, you can go, go back to Gamliel, the temperature, the fever has gone, has left him. In other words, has left the sun. Omelem said to him, are you a prophet? How do you know that? Because remember, he was at a different place. He wasn't there. He wasn't in front of the Rebbe Gamliel's son. Omelem, he said to him, I'm not a prophet or son of a prophet. I have the tradition. If my filler is fluent in my mouth, I know that it's well received and that the, the ill person will recover. 
If not, if it's not fluent, I know that my tefillah has been rejected and the person won't be, won't recover. They sat down and recorded the exact time when this happened. In other words, when he said the tefillah, when he came down and said everything's going to be okay. When they came back to Rebbe Gamliel, these two Talmudim, and told him about everything that had happened, he said to Abayda, by the divine service, meaning it's a shvua, an oath, like a sartem, like a sartem, you have, you, you, it's not, it wasn't too early, it wasn't too late, it's, that is exactly what happened, but I said, at that very time that you say that when, uh, Rebbe went up to the attic to Dublin and he came down and said everything's all right, at that very time, the fever actually left him, and it says, he asked us for some water to drink. In other words, presumably before he was so ill, he couldn't even ask for that. But now he became better, he was able to ask for a drink of water. another story, He went to learn Torah from Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, who was the god of the Again, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's son fell ill. Amal Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said to him, Chanina b'ni, you are used to Tfilas uh, uh, being answered by Hashem. Please ask for Rachman that he might live. So Rabbi Chanina put his head between his knees. He asked for Rachman and that child lived. If Ben Zakai, meaning referring to himself, if I would have put my head between my knees, all day long, I wouldn't have been answered. His wife, overhearing this, says, You're the God Ladar. You're the greatest person in the entire of the generation. Is Hanina greater than you? That you're, you are admitting that you wouldn't have been answered like Rabbi Hanina Badaisa was? Oh my Lord. He said to love, No. I might be greater in, in Rabbi Hanina in Ben and he is like a servant before the king, and I am like an, an sort of important officer in front of the king. So Rashi explains, Ke'eved ben Bayes, he's a ben Bayes, he's like an, an Eved, a servant of the king, lives there in the palace, he can go in and out without asking any questions. See, he's got, at any time, he can go and see the king. Whereas me, I'm like an important officer, only in very important matters, do I go and so I don't see the king as often. So since he is on intimate terms with the king, as it was with Hashem, because of all the tefillahs that he, he, he governs for people who are ill, therefore he should go. Even though I may be greater in learning, but as far as governing for Chaim is concerned, he, he is greater than me. Just finishing off, We've had this Gemara before in Lamed Aleph. A person should only daven in a house where there are windows. Doniel had windows open in the upper story facing Yerushalayim and he, and he davened there. And the reason why, the Mephoshim explained, the reason why you should have windows is because it helps your Kavoma. You're looking up at heaven, sort of, as it were. You're looking at things. Omrav Kama, Victor. I consider somebody, it's chotzer from the word chutzpah, arrogant, somebody who dumbs in an open area, as we mentioned before, such as a valley. Because if you're in a valley, anyone standing at the top there can see you, can watch you. 
if you dove and you dove privately, I mean, we're not talking about with a million now, we're just talking about generally. But on Rav Kana, and Rav Kana says, I view as arrogant somebody who openly talks about the Avera that he did. Shenem, as it says in the Posuk, this is a Posuk in Tehillim. Ashrei, happy is the person, Nesu Pesha, who, who is, is, uh, his sin is forgiven. Kesu Chato, whose sin is covered over. And twice, if you look at the bottom twice of, of the page, explains. The time of the reason is, why should a person cover over his sin and not sort of boast about it as it were, or to publicize it? Because then he's embarrassed. If he talks about it and publicizes it, it means he has no embarrassment that he did in the Avera. But once he hides it, it means he's embarrassed. But in the Farish Chatov, but if he sort of goes around publicizing his sins, it looks like he's not embarrassed at all. But in the Elm, we said the parrot Kama on top of your base, we said, if somebody does an Avera, but he's embarrassed about it, we forgive him straight away. So that's the idea. Don't publicize it, because then it means you're not embarrassed about it. But if you're embarrassed, if you don't talk about it, so it shows you're embarrassed. And if you're embarrassed, you'll be forgiven straight away. And next, uh, what do you call it? Next week, we will start the new Perek, which is uh, not an easy Perek.